Welcome back to Bleeps and Bloops, the game audio podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since we had our last episode, uh, which was a recap of the top five best sounding games of 2014, according to The Voice of Kane. So if you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to go back and check it out. It was a great piece, lots of samples and some good insight from The Voice of Kane. So check that out. We do still have some more interviews in the works, but for now, for this week anyway, you're stuck with me. I went with my brothers down to PAX South this last week. And uh, this was the first time that we had had a PAX here in Texas. So I'm going to play some samples, talk a little bit about what, uh, what happened, what went on at PAX South. Uh, this will be a short one, again, just to cr- kind of try and bridge the gap between uh, our last set of interviews and these next ones that are coming up. But just so that you know, we haven't forgotten about you. And uh, we're still planning on putting a bunch more great content out in the weeks to come. So first, let's listen to a little bit of what it sounded like this week at PAX South. So those are some clips from a field recorder that I picked up. That's uh, the Sony PCM-M10. Now I found out about this field recorder when I went to Game SoundCon uh, last November in LA. Now, one of my favorite talks from Game SoundCon was uh, a presentation on the work done for Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. And the lead sound designer at Sledgehammer, Dave Swenson, said that uh, kind of as a standard issue tool, all of the employees, all the sound designers were given uh, one of these Sony PCM M10s. And they're only about $200. You can get them on Amazon or B&H, you know, your your outlet of choice. But they're very cheap, very affordable, uh, record all the way up to 96K 24-bit. And they sound really, really good, as you heard. It's a pair of Omni microphones. Now, unlike some of the other field recorders like the Zooms, they lack the ability to plug in directly via XLR an external microphone. So if that's something that you're looking for, to be able to just take your own mic library and connect it directly to a field recorder, this wouldn't really be the one for you, but it's so small, and it's smaller than than my hand I'm looking at in front of me. It's very, very small. Uh, Almost small enough to put in your pocket, it's probably a little too big for that, but easily fits in any kind of a pocket in your in your bag, a shoulder bag, backpack, something like that. So it's it's designed to be something that can be always at the ready. And I remember um, at this panel at Game SoundCon, he mentioned that so many of the sounds that end up in Advanced Warfare came from those little devices. And of course, they went on bigger shoots and had bigger microphones and better uh, field recorders. But he said he was surprised at how often they turned to uh, the content and the assets gathered with that tiny little field recorder. So you heard a little bit of what it sounds like. It's very affordable and it seems to be like uh, the the Zoom H4n was a few years ago. It's kind of the go-to, de facto, enough people are talking about it that it's just something that everyone ought to own. And it's only 200 bucks. So check that out. Now, there was only one game audio focused 
uh, panel at PAX South. And this was my first PAX. And PAX, if you haven't been, if you've only been to GDC, they're kind of two different animals. So GDC is much more focused on uh, post-mortems of games that have come out in the last year, um, tips and tricks that will help industry professionals to make better sounding games. And PAX is all about the fans for the most part. So the people that are there, the panels that are, are put together, are designed to kind of facilitate that fandom kind of experience. And so there was only one panel that was specifically about game audio, and then there was another panel that I'll tell you a little bit about that, that kind of touched on audio as well. So the game audio panel featured three uh, sound designers and composers, Akash Lakar, uh, Jacob Purnell, and Ryan Ike. And they're all people that are on Twitter. You can follow them, you can talk to them, you can see what they're up to. Uh, specifically, Akash is sound designing uh, for Hyperlight Drifter, which uh, Rich Vreeland is writing the music for, and he talked a little bit about that uh, late last year when we met up with him at Fantastic Arcade. And Jacob and Ryan are working on a number of projects, but the one that had the most presence at PAX South is a game called Star Mazer, and it's on Kickstarter right now, and uh, here's a little clip of what it sounds like. Both Jacob and Ryan uh, were quick to point out during the panel, because they showed that trailer as well, that neither of them wrote the music for that piece. That's a third musician, Alex Maurer. So Alex wrote the tune that you just heard, uh, but Jacob and Ryan are also going to be contributing. And it looks like, uh, according to a Facebook post, that Elspeth Eastman is going to be doing some VO for the game, which is another cool little piece of news, not to get too tangential, but uh, she announced yesterday and you may know Elspeth from her YouTube videos, and she uh, she's very regular on Twitch as well. But one of her videos that kind of got her noticed was her uh, performance, kind of um, her impersonation of all the characters for League of Legends. And so the circle of life is complete because the other day she announced that she is voicing one of the characters in League of Legends. So how cool is that? And so she's also involved in Star Mazer, but it sounds like she's... Um, on the rise on the VO side of things. So follow her as well, Elspeth Eastman, and she's on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. Um, and you can, you can check out her stuff as well, very talented. So Akash, Jacob, and Ryan's panel was essentially how to get into the game audio industry or the game audio kind of sector of the industry. And as far as I know, they recorded both audio and video of the event. So I'm gonna play maybe some little clips of, of the panel just because I had the field recorder, but it doesn't sound all that good. Uh, just my position in the, in the room wasn't, wasn't great. Um, but I would refer you and I'll see if I can track down the link to it or I'll post the links to 
Akash's website, because I think that's where it'll be posted. And then you can follow up there and see the whole thing, because it's about an hour long. But essentially, they just told their story of how they each got into the industry and a few important things that they would do, maybe differently, maybe the same if they had it to do over again. So it's great stuff, more like what you would get at GDC, uh, but was atypical, I think, for a PAX experience. But the one thing that will help this panel live in infamy was the troll. Yep, you heard right. There was a troll in their panel that kept heckling them and making comments about why they didn't include Ableton in their list of pieces of software that you ought to know how to use or why it is why it might not be important to know the inner workings of physics in, in order to know how to use a synthesizer just all this stuff and so I'll play the little clip now that as he finally played himself out of the room as he was walking away and yelling profanities at the panel <laughs> here's how that went down so if we leave with one thing today let it be my wise words my friends are really famous and they failed for years. That's how it works. You gotta keep practicing. No disrespect. Some of the shit you guys say doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's good that you're respectful. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's what matters. I've been right. fucking studying the shit for years, dude. And why aren't you in front of her? Let's everyone turn around and wave bye to this <laughs> wonderful person. See ya. We love you. This is our first troll, by the way. Oh, and this next point really. Yeah, so on that note, <laughs> keep an open mind, have fun. This is <laughs> So unreal, right? Like I've never, I mean, I haven't been to GDC a lot. I've only been a couple of times, but I just can't imagine anything happening like that at GDC. I hope that that's not the way things are at PAX either. And I don't think they are. I think everyone was very respectful, but man, that just blew me away. I could not believe that that happened. But regardless, made for a very memorable panel. I got to talk with those uh, guys afterwards and hopefully we'll get to meet up at GDC and maybe we'll talk some more, um, you know, in a hotel room or something while we're there and we can post something uh, in the months to come. Speaking of GDC, it is coming up. GDC will be the first week of March and it's a invaluable resource, whether you're in the California area and it's convenient to get there or if you're on the other side of the country and you got to finance it on a credit card. Man, I just cannot tell you how much of an influence this will have on your career. Everyone who's in the game industry for the most part is there during that week. You've got 30,000 game developers, indies, AAA people. That's where you make those connections. So if you have any way to get there, I highly recommend it. Also went to the Dragon Age Inquisition panel and they talked a little bit about audio there. The person that was moderating the panel asked each of the people what their kind of seminal moment was when they knew that this game was going to be a big deal. And one of them mentioned that it was when they heard the theme for the first time fully orchestrated. So they'd heard the music in kind of its MIDI mock-up form and it sounded really good, but the first time they heard it back from Nashville with the orchestra, they let it play and just there was this sense of, yep, that's it, this is going to be huge. 
And the other one was during, I guess, a pivotal scene, and I haven't played the game, so I can't spoil it for anyone. But when something sad happens, and the characters all start to sing, I guess, in response to this tragedy. And all of those people were singing separately in different recording sessions. And so the sound designer had to use auto-tune to kind of pitch them together to make them fit. And so the, the director of the game was sharing this anecdote and said he was just freaking out at the word auto-tune. I can't believe you used auto-tune on these you know, medieval characters that are singing this horribly tragic song. How could you possibly use auto-tune? Can't believe it. But he said that it sounded great. So when you get to that part, know that that scene is stitched together across multiple sessions through the power of auto-tune. Pretty cool, huh? All right, so we're still trying to get in touch with uh, Anastasia to have her come on. The stars have not yet aligned, but they will soon. So this is really just to fill, fill the interim until we get our interviews going again. But it was an interesting weekend. It was a lot of fun. Uh, great first PAX South. Very well attended, I think, uh, for not having been to PAX Prime before. Not super familiar with Penny Arcade. I've read some of the comics, but it was a lot of fun and really got me excited and looking forward to GDC. So we will have more for you shortly, but for now, that will do it for this episode of Bleeps and Bloops. Catch you later.